looked after and it's working super well. Oh, good. Like it's uh, very loud. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Like for phone headset stuff or what, what's the adapter? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it allows me to have a three and a half millimeter connection as well as being uh, with a uh, charging slot. So that way I'm not yes. losing charging while gaining uh, a headphone yes, jack. That is a thing. <laughs> yes, because Which I tend to forget too. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, they're deciding to do away with physical jacks, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're going to do audio stuff, it makes sense. I mean, I love my Bluetooth um, AirPod headphones. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's 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 a very specific use case. You, I only listen to music for like maybe a couple hours here and there. But right. for people, if you're trying to do yes, like this, a recording, and you need reliability, you need battery, exactly. you can't be worrying on things running out of battery. All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because I have a pair of wireless that I use casually, of course, and they're it's fantastic. I love them, but. Yeah, it's like stuff like this, and especially because <laughs> I don't always sleep still. So <laughs> sometimes I wake up and my wireless is missing. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Well, we'll get started so Sin doesn't have to worry too much about pre show talk. <laughs> and we can continue <laughs> to talk about that if we want. But you ready? Yeah. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 224 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk Destiny, interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And, you know, I was just thinking 224 is close to 225, and that's, wow, it just seems yeah. like an interesting number to me. It's been that long. It's a big one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a big one. Like, it, it kind of creeps up on you. Which, which is hilarious because this being like my second time around, it still creeps up. Like I never like really pay attention. And I hear big numbers like "Ooh, it's been a while." Yeah, and it will be interesting to see kind of some stuff we want to talk about. To you know, we're going to know so much more in two weeks potentially. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> there's been some interesting discussion of like how Destiny is going to be right after final shape campaign slash raid and will we have an extension of destiny 2 when and how long after or right. will we have a different destiny game again wing when or how long after right right, <laughs> but, right. Uh, these are all the interesting questions that are keeping me up at night well not really but you know <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's the stuff that tends to occupy your mind whenever you think about it mm -hmm. because i'll tell you this i the seasons are great, but this year more than ever, 
if we have just the same old, same old after final shape three seasons until we're getting something big after that, I'm going to be a little even less involved the year after final shape potentially than this year. Right. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean we're stopping the podcast or anything, but still, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, the seasonal model's fine, but it used to be like I would be maybe two-thirds of the season hitting it hard, you know, two out of the three months. Now it's like barely one out of the three is my average. (laughs) Barely, even less sometimes, so. Yeah, and that's usually if the seasonal event is gimmicky enough to keep your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so weird because they've been doing an excellent job of coming out with exotic missions almost every single season. And then, of course, we have either a raid, returning raid, or a um, dungeon. So when you look at it like that, to be fair, it's actually a good amount of content. But I don't know. There's just something still that makes us go through it quickly these days, especially when we've been doing this for 10 years. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing can be good enough. <laughs> right. And I'm not complaining. I understand there's a lot of people complaining out there, but I'm a little bit sad for myself. I'm like, well, what would make me happy? You know, probably nothing that could be done no matter what. I always want more content. Um, I would be fine paying upwards of 20 bucks a month if I knew, just me personally, I, I wouldn't want to wish this on other people, but if I knew there was like all this content coming out all the time, it's worth it to me. But could they even do that? I doubt they could. So it's kind of pointless talking about. But <laughs> right, I don't know. Because they would have to divert so much to really. Because mm. I mean, the more <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of teasing on the thing. But it's it's um, I don't know. Because yeah, the longer you play the game, like it, it's it's essentially like a mastery, right? I mean you do something for long enough and you find out like all the shortcuts and stuff and like the effective things to go for. So, yeah. So even when there's new content, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't change the method. Yeah. It doesn't change the method. You're right. It's like we go into some new stuff and, uh, there's less awe, even though it's all new stuff. Yeah. Which I really I I love how the dungeon looks. Um, oh yeah, just that whole under the sea look and everything about it's been great. And I've been having a lot of fun. We've been practicing for our upcoming raid race. That's actually been fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, since we didn't have you on the show last week, I am curious. Um, some thoughts on the state of the game because you know there's. At least some things we know, whether, you know, we'll know a lot more come August 22nd, but Bungie, yeah. I think, kind of, like, finally drew some small lines in the sand, saying, like, what they wanted to prioritize on, even though it kind of was obvious somewhat, but they never really said it in as many words until recently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just first and foremost, yeah, the state of the game is nothing surprising. Like, let's actually be honest here. Um, like I was not shocked at anything <laughs> that they said during the uh, for the state of the game, because uh, like you said, it, it's kind of been like the obvious points, like as they've come out with stuff. 
but um i'm just like overall like just for the entire thing i'm just super happy uh that bungie has finally like gained the balls to be able to say this is what we're doing you know yeah and that's like one thing i'm just super stoked for is the fact that yes they are admitting they're not wanting to put resources into certain things because I mean, I'm, there's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff because again, um, Gambit. Gambit. Yep. We can start I, with that. I hate, <laughs> I hate it. I, I hate it, but this is their decision. Um, they, they did the redheaded stepchild of activities. Um, yeah. but to be fair, hmm? Well, what do you think about that whole chicken and the egg scenario I was calling it last week? I mean, because they say, and I kind of have an opinion, but they say that they don't have as much player engagement, but then people say, well, there's not much player engagement because they haven't been keeping it up to date. Now, now, uh, one data point I do want to add in, if this helps make your comment, yeah. even when Gambit was in its heyday, it probably had less player engagement than the other activities. So we do have to remember that. It a hundred percent did, um, because I remember, like, at least have you know, being into podcasting and like uh, being networking, and there were there were still so many people that were like, oh, I don't, I don't like Gambit, I don't, I don't want to play Gambit, and we take people through Gambit, and it's like, you know, we show them, I guess, see, that's the thing, Gambit, it kind of like to be fun needs a stack like like let's be clear here as as much as i like gambit as much as i've run solo gambit it kind of needs a stack yeah like you at least need communication in gambit just just for basic things so you, you need some level of coordination um but, but yeah even even in his hate like even uh high reckoning days um when that was a thing and G gambit prime was a thing there still there weren't that many people. Like, how many people do you know have the Reckoning title, or the title that came with Reckoning? Or yeah, not many. A seal, exactly. The only person I know of offhand is is Azanas. And yeah, and that's like it. And, and, and I do agree. Hmm? Yeah, more people playing it obviously back then. But I wonder, even yeah. its heyday, what the percentage was. If we could go back and look at those numbers, right. probably at the highest point what, maybe a third? Because I'm sure there's people doing other PvE activities and then PvP yeah. at the same time, so... Yeah, because, I mean, PvE strikes were, were still just easier. Um, and then the PvP people, they're not going to have their itch scratched through Gambit. So you, you still had, like, those camps, for sure. So, yeah, at its best, it might have been an even, like, one-third split between the activities at its absolute best. But yeah. uh but I don't even think it hit that, like to be honest, because they've they've pulled so much stuff in the past to try and make Gambit appealing. But absolutely none of it has worked. Which is why I'm definitely glad that uh I'm I'm just definitely glad that you know they're they're pretty, they kind of just put the nail in the coffin. It's like we're not going to pay a lot of attention to this to really bring it up, and that's fair. 
I love this because, point of view, and this is kind of how I'm feeling too. Yeah, go ahead, and then mm-hmm. I'll loop back. No, I was, I was about to say because they would have to, it would it would be another round of potentially like a lot of resources to pull in, to brainstorm, to test, to tune, just for potentially, just like all the other changes and tweaks, for it to fall flat on space. Yeah, like Gambit is like super high risk for them. Yeah like to put resources into and it so far it has not paid off for them so it's fair in my opinion yeah and it's fair also because you're coming from a standpoint you even like gambit it's not like it's yes you're I love just it. saying it because oh you don't care you know you actually do like gambit i so, the only thing yeah. stopping me to get from getting dredged in before they made it easier was just the rng of the freaking meatball i was that close <laughs> like i almost had that title um, you know, before it was easy, but yes, I I loved Gambit. Uh, if I didn't take a break from Destiny, like Reckoning, I probably would have the Reckoning title. I'd be one of those people. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, no, I yeah, I adore it. I loved it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for what it's um, worth, it's it's kind of, and and I do kind of appreciate to them saying. Look, I get it for the people that are newer in this that maybe didn't play Gambit as much back in its heyday, and I get why people think that it's going downhill even more because they're not putting attention to it, but that's not the complete story, and I think for a lot of people, it is good. Now, why they waited till exactly this point, we could debate that over and over. Like, was it better to say earlier, later, whatever, but it is good for at least some of the population to hear those words <laughs> exactly i mean it's it could it have been said earlier I mean, probably um because again we've all pretty much seen the writing on the wall especially this deep into it it's it's like you know what you you can see what's been worth it for them to like tweak and change um but yeah i mean it's it makes yeah. sense especially with them spending because I believe in the state of the game, they did mention like putting more into seasons, essentially, like with more like uh, battlegrounds type type stuff that would be later folded into uh, the strike playlist. Um, and I think that's probably one aspect of it is again them putting even more into seasons to potentially make them more enticing. I mean, no matter how big of a company Bungie becomes, like people are a finite resource mm-hmm. so yeah um, we were talking I, about this too like it's always easier to have more in a game if you have multiple studios versus just yeah. more employees in one studio yeah i mean then that was even true for like like and you can't even call that a quote-unquote modern or current game dev issue because as i found out you know just like in reading back like something as popular and felt good as like Unreal Tournament, they actually there was actually or uh, Unreal by the way, but they actually had a second studio working. Like I believe Epic was working on like mainly the engine, but like the other aspect of it was being worked on by another dev team. Mm-hmm. Which come to find out hilariously, that dev team would go on to make Warframe. 
<laughs> um, but no, so yeah, I mean, it's not even like a super modern, like, you know, problem of having multiple studios, like, do a thing or work on a single thing. It's just... I mean, when you look back, some of the more successful ones have had, like, pieces of studios, uh, like, working on things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. But, yeah, I mean, that's... I, I do agree with what Link said and the fact that the most thing I'm sh- I was shocked about in the state of the game was just their openness. Like, they, yeah. they decided to stay honest... And they're telling us like flat out, it's like even PvP, like it's getting even, more love. It's getting more love, but here's the thing: they even kind of use the, that same wording, at least as far as talking mm-hmm. about the map discussion. Yeah, and even PvP, they're saying, <laughs> "Well, yeah, we can't do that." <laughs> you know, we can't. Yeah. you know, our main priority has to be PvE, and it's not like, yeah, I was actually talking through the list more impressed when I said it out loud of all the stuff that is going to be added. Like the new game mode sounds so fun. The relic game mode, um, it, that like a does party cool. type game. Yeah. It, it actually does sound better than scorch cannon, the scorched yeah. mode, at least when it was first conceived. Um, they seem to put like a lot more thought into that and I'm super stoked to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, yeah. we probably would have not gotten more maps unless we had another studio to work with, so at least they're telling us I mean, yeah. now on that, too. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a bunch of stuff. Also, Checkmate. I am super interested in like seeing how that plays out. Yeah. Um, because that <laughs> the description of Checkmate basically makes it sound like Destiny 2 Vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hated <laughs> Um, but just listening to like, you know, uh, reducing the gap between faster killing weapons and the average time to kill, um, primary weapon is being, primary weapon is being tuned or damage is being tuned. So that way it's wanting to focus more on primary fights and stuff like that. I mean, this just sounds like destiny to vanilla, the game mode to me. Which I find yeah. hilarious because everyone hated, or at least when they look back, everyone talks about how awful like Destiny Two Vanilla balance was, even though it was potentially the most balanced Destiny has ever been. Yeah, I think they're just thinking of as like balance, not just for weapons, but big picture of like abilities and movement, yeah. and supers and everything like that. And so that's. Maybe why General Pop didn't like it as much, but yeah. um, but uh, if I you think remember, it's brilliant. Just a game mode, you know. That's all yeah. we had to have done all along. That's true. We have this, this game true. mode. Yeah. So I mean, if people really don't like it, then yeah, they can ignore it entirely. Um, yeah. I mean, if you remember, like our grenade cooldowns were like just absolutely massive because they were. I think they were no lower than a minute, if I'm remembering yeah. properly. Which I mean. That was several years yeah, ago. Yeah, coming so. from D1, <laughs> coming, I, I remember that being mm-hmm. a huge annoyance. Oh, like, what yes. are we even doing here? <laughs> yes, yeah, especially at the very tail end of D1, where, say, a hunter had a grenade for, could have a grenade ready for every encounter they make. And then going to D2, and you have 
<laughs> you really had to pick and choose when you threw that thing out. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, D1, you could be a warlock throwing Axiom Bolt grenades right oh, and left. God, yes. And it actually meant something, even though they're not the best grenades technically, but you would just eventually, it's like, just throw enough shit at the wall eventually. <laughs> the flies, but in D2, you never use Axiom grenades because you get them so so rarely yeah. you gotta get one that counts you know <laughs> yeah also i also really love d2 vanilla pvp it was absolutely fantastic to me but then again i mean i don't know but yeah um yeah talk to gambit gambit um, the crucible, armor yeah. set reward i'm mean, like a lot of this is essentially just we don't have the resource they're finally just coming out and telling us we don't have the resources to keep these things consistent. Mm -hmm. And essentially, we're sorry for not telling you this, but now we're telling you, like, the armor set rewards uh, for, like, the seasonal armor. We're not going to get them every season. Cool. Whatever. Mm. Nobody really cares about them anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of, like, the stability updates and security updates and all this, that, and the other. I mean... It just makes sense. I am also super happy for cosmetic favoring. Like, my God, about time. About time, I know. Definitely about um, also, time Also, the stasis fragments. Oh, What's yeah. What's <laughs> been the biggest complaint of people for, like, ever since stasis came out, or at least the ever since Witch Queen came out. Like, why, is they, why do you still have to quest so much for stasis? Well... No, no, we don't. <laughs> you don't. Um, uh, but yeah, so... Oh, and the resources tab for the collections is probably going to be super nice. You know, just in case mm -hmm. the tooltips aren't enough for you, you now have a whole page to where you can look at the uh, resource, like where to get resources. Yep. Yep. That seems like one of those things, like... At first, you're like, oh my god, I'm so happy we get this. And then like, you, you think about it for just a little bit, and you're like, why didn't we have this any sooner? <laughs> <laughs> New weapon subfamilies incoming. I don't look forward to that. <laughs> That's going to be a disaster. Every time they do a new weapon subfamily, I'm looking at Warden's Law, which in this same stage of the game, I believe, is them telling us Warden's Law is changing subfamilies. Hmm. Almost every time they introduce a new weapon subfamily, it usually does not go good. Um, so that that's that's probably the one aspect of this state of the game that I really don't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, like everything is. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, the writing was just kind of on the wall, and I read it, and it's like. Yeah, okay, cool. I mean... Here's what they also told us, um, along with saying that... And w I think we're going to be really impressed on the 22nd, but along with them saying that they would have to take resources away from PvE to basically do more in Gambit and do more in PvP, at least as far as maps, what they did kind of say was they started experimenting with... with making the seasonal activities a little bit different and better. And we definitely yeah. noticed that with Deep Dive this season. Yeah. And if it's yeah. going to be even better next season, I'm excited. 
I mean, that and I think the biggest clue, uh, you know, shifting to seasonal. Because like I said, Gambit's been the redhead stepchild, so that we kind of saw that one coming. But I think the biggest tell of where their priorities is has been like these most recent seasons. Like this season, like they brought back Titan without like without, you know, anything else. And I can't remember when else they brought back a thing like this. But I'm going to say there was at least one other time that they like yeah. brought back a play space. Or no, yeah, um, 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 the Leviathan. Yeah, when they brought that back, I think that was like the writing on the wall that they're definitely shifting. You know, like priorities are shifting to PVE essentially, and to make that mm-hmm. interesting and keep the seasons interesting. Which, to be fair, I definitely agree with that from a business perspective. Uh, because I mean, how else are you going to sell seasons if everything just stays the same? Like, there's no incentive to get seasonal stuff if it's just, like, more weapons or whatever. So, you know, keep it interesting with, you know, interesting, like, story and activities. I mean, like I said, that that's the business move. Um, like I said, PvP, like, it's already probably has its own dedicated, like, stuff, not only just from... Um, it's from uh, like networking and crap like that and matchmaking that probably just has its own like dedicated team already so yeah I mean the easiest and like safest bet thing that they can push resources into and will flow out into other game modes is PVE Mm because you give people enough challenging content they're going to go to it you give people good looking loot doesn't matter what they main like if it's if the loot looks good or performs good, then it doesn't matter what you main. You're going to dip into the content that has the good stuff. So I mean, like I say, it's just it kind of to me that just seems like the smart business move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, it it they kind of. Um... Well, we'll talk about this in the TWAB, but yeah, they, they really are. I'm kind of surprised in a way that they're bringing back. Well, we know we're getting returning rate. Oh, there's more news on that too. Yeah. It seems to, it's twice now it's settled on Crota. And that's <laughs> the only one it's settled on twice. So mm. <laughs> still is just a rumor at this point, but yeah, I don't know what I think about that. Uh, they would have to. I, I agree with what you said in the Discord. Like, I didn't pipe up then, but I did at least see it. They would have to do so much to Crota. Yeah. Just to make it comparable. Like, it, they would have to do so much to, to Crota just so, like, D2 players can feel like they're in a raid. I know. It has to at least feel like a raid. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, it was our second raid. So, like... And be honest, it was a raid lair even back then, even though they didn't call it that. (laughs) Yeah, it was short. Like, you had to go through Vogue, which I think when Crota came out, we were still around an hour-ish on Vogue for completion. 
I think. Again, that, that's very long ago. So my memories could still be quite fuzzy. Um, like 100% are still fuzzy. But yeah, I think Vogue was still like an hour-ish. And then Crota comes out. And that's... I mean, by the time I got pushed through, which wasn't even... Was before House of Wolves came out, so like not even the same amount of time. And yeah, Crota when I'm running is like sub hour. So yeah, it yeah it was nuts. Um, yeah. but then again, like I said, it was our second. So then then we didn't even get one in House of Wolves. Um, uh, but it was really I guess King's Fall that really defined what a raid in Destiny should feel like and should consistently be. Like honestly, um, but yeah, they would have to do so much just to get it to, like feel like a raid, um, because I mean even Deepstone feels more raidish. Like it can probably it can be completed in actually no, I think Crota can still be done faster than Deepstone, but like Deepstone, <laughs> yeah, like Deepstone is probably I guess the lightest of D two raids. Well, the but, current ones, we did have those layers also, but they're gone now. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, but they were specifically, like, designated layers. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, Crota, that best now, would feel like it probably wouldn't even quite reach dungeon levels, like, let's be honest. Um. We're so close yeah, now. It's like this is such a joke. Like, either yeah. we'll we'll know so much more on the twenty second and be what the hell are they even going to add to it, or right. we'll be like, okay, whew, it wasn't crowed all along, <laughs> right? Oh god. Like I said, at least from my pers- again from perspective, the business move would seem to be wrath because again, it's it feels raidish, and you know it, it kind of hits those standards. Um, but I don't know. It's it's going to be shocking. Um, if it's not, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the fact that it keeps rumoring out to Crota, it kind of has me nervous. Kind of has yeah. me nervous. Same here. Because persistent rumors sometimes tend to pan out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, not always. Yeah. And I kept hearing too another reason why it may not be Wrath. This is even like over a year ago or something, but there was rumors coming out saying like it was too hard to port over Wrath when they looked into it. I don't know why King's Fall was easier, but I kept hearing Wrath was too hard to port over. So if we add that into the equation of they don't have a lot of time for crazy things, then I guess that could make sense why we're not getting Wrath. Yeah, like it's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was the splicer models or they had to bring more of more of EDZ had to be redeveloped more work versus Dreadnought. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's let's not worry about that too much tonight. Uh, I know. We, I don't know. Yeah, just weird. It kind of sounds like a cop out to me, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> We have a This Week in Destiny, which we can also talk about oh, yeah, um, that other Destiny. sub-point. Mm-hmm. Twid. The twid. The twid. Anyways, um, so let's, talk about, let's talk about this news about the new voice actor for the commander. Ah, yes, yes, this is all the news. 
Because mm-hmm. we also got a separate article on that. Yes, yes, we. I'm going to click on that did. link because they recap it in the twid. Yes, but, so yeah. um, they do give uh, like kind of like I said. Um, actually, I do think I said this in the Discord. Um, I know my stance before. I know my stance. I know my words this time. My memory isn't that bad. And I definitely wanted them to send off Zavala because Lance Reddick passed. But the first, like within the first like paragraph of this, they mentioned, of course, Lance Reddick and his passing. As soon as I read, he was the English voice of Zavala. It's like, it's something just like kind of clicked and it kind of just set in my mind. It's like, He's not going to pass. Like, as much as, you know, from the player perspective, mm-hmm. like, he has been attached to Zavala for, you know, the English-speaking, those of us. Um, which, if you're listening to this podcast, I would assume you're the English-speaking, those of us. Because um, <laughs> I barely know this language. <laughs> and very small fragments of most of a few others, but anyway, uh, jokes aside. Um, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they definitely want the character to uh, continue on. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I guess I just got lucky, and the fact that it just, like I said, the the understanding like hit me as I was reading, and it's like, oh. So I pretty much went through like all the stages of grief, like in a moment mm-hmm. and just landed right on acceptance before I even saw who the uh, replacement was. Um, Cause yes, if you haven't read Lance Reddick is being, or Zavala is being recast. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, I still hope that they honor Lance in some way in game somehow. Um, actually, I think they already did, didn't they? Wasn't there some kind of something? Um, oh, no, I there feel was like silly. A I know. There's like there a was thing, something, I but I don't know if it yeah. was in-game, was it? I, I, I can't 100% remember. Yeah. But I know there was a thing. But anyway, yeah, hopefully there's something there to at least honor Lance. Honor Lance. Jesus. Um, but his uh, replacement... Is Keith David, which I'm not super familiar with him, but it's like I can hear him in my head. Like I, I've seen movies with him. I, I know who this yeah. actor is by his face, and I can hear him, but I can't like super connect like a lot of things. But just just from being capable of hearing him in my head, this is a good this is a good cast. This this is a good cast. Yeah, yeah, I'm not concerned about anything. We'll see how it goes. He has he he has that kind of like uh, that kind of deep growl that Zavala does. So I mean, he's he's a good recast. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. so try not to hate on him. Like you know, like give him a shot. Um, the circumstances are definitely awful. But, you know, as beloved as he was, like the devs say, they still have a story they want to tell with Zabala. I know. Um, and that 
is kind of like spoilery. Not really. I mean, because, you know, people will speculate, oh, could Zavala die at the beginning of Final Shape? But it doesn't sound like it's going to happen at the beginning, <laughs> if anything, hey, um, because of this now. So, Yeah. And it will suck if he does have some big moment that's like, uh, I don't know. And I don't know if there's any rumors or anything. So if it turns out to be a spoiler, it's not a spoiler. It's a prediction. Um, but like, like if Zavala has to like sacrifice himself at the end of something to like for us to do the thing, it would suck that Lance wouldn't be capable. But I, I mean, uh, it's, it's it's how the coin lands or true falls, mm-hmm. whatever that your Same. adage of choice. Um, but like I said, this is at least. A good casting for it. He's going to be able to nail Savala. Um, I just kind of hope he doesn't sound too like they normally cast characters that, like when they ca- recast Ikora, it was a little difficult to tell. A little. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was difficult for me until I found out, and they're like, oh, she does sound a little different. Um, <laughs> but but hopefully he sounds. I, I kind of hope he sounds like different enough to be honest like normally you would want to go for similar sounding but i kind of hope he does differentiate it just slightly maybe not as much as going from like uh a... oh god what's what's the actor's name that did the original ghost peter oh, dinklage. Uh, yeah peter dinklage yep um hopefully it's not as drastic as going from peter dinklage to nola north for ghost um but yeah something at least notable that there yeah. is a difference. Um, what else was? No, I think that's it. That's okay. pretty much it on that <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, because I mean, he was in Halo. About they said. Oh, nice. So yeah, they already have work experience with him. Yeah. Um, ooh, could he have potentially been the? Uh, I don't know. Either way. Um, but no, he, like I said, it's great casting. Uh, and despite like people becoming attached to actors or, you know, voices and such, uh, definitely give him a shot. Cause again, these circumstances just suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is different from the potential Peter Dinklage issue, which, you know, people hate John Nolan North because they love Dinklebot. But I mean, it was a scheduling issue and things happen, but, yeah, this is just an entirely different. Give him a shot. No hate. Yeah. Like I know I don't have to worry about that from most of our crew, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, on just an entirely different note about reactions, um, I've already seen the backlash of uh, the state of the game on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's off. It, oh, dude, the comment. Um, because I get because I watch Destiny trailers and such, um, I'll of course get Destiny 2's like posts that they make on the YouTube community page, which is normally like the weekly updates of like uh, Nightfalls and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's just like the graphics, which are basically just their stock graphics that they just kind of put back up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have so many comments like. Oh gosh, I'm so glad that y'all took the resources to be able to post this work of art. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and the comment section is just like 
full of stuff like that. It's like, oh, how dare you take resources away from something to, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. All right. We have in the twid the next part that I was kind of hinting to earlier, but I'm impressed they've put at least a fair amount of work into this and they said there's going to be even more coming, but the exotic mission rotator coming out next season. So they are bringing back stuff um, cool. and doing it in a really cool way. I mean, we, we loved presage. We really loved that. And that's coming back. Nice. So TLDR Preston. exotic mission rotator um, next season, there's going to be a rotator and I didn't read I assume it's weekly. Maybe they say that down further, but they wanted to, I won't go through all the deets, but they wanted to have something where the weapons are worth getting all up to the same levels and the missions are worth doing. <clears throat> and basically what's coming back is, oh yeah, rotate weekly. Um, and, uh, Ooh, is this, does this mean anything? These missions will rotate weekly and continue through lightfall year and beyond. Hmm. Mm. Mm. That's more credence to whatever's coming after Lightfall is just some other extension story of Destiny 2, not necessarily a new game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on one end, I kind of hope it is. there is a slight bit of just extension um, mm -hmm. so they could really, like, you know, so essentially, there's no like deadlines or expectation, you know. But but eventually, we're going to need an expectation. Something's <laughs> got to change, though, because if it's the end of the light and the darkness saga, is it also going to be weird? What does that mean? Like, is do we feel just like cheated or pointless using all our same abilities? <laughs> I don't know. I know, like, because when they first told us about you know the end coming. Yeah, well, back when, back when Lightfall was the end, I felt that this would be that like this is the end of the saga would be a perfect time to maybe you know work on a new engine, mm -hmm. work on a new engine with like better modularity and better tools, and use that engine as a base for the future. But again yeah the more hints and stuff that we get it seems less like that's the case at least for certainly a bit. they're going I know but certainly they're going to cut out this isn't the whole story and necessarily new engine and new game but certainly they're going to cut out last gen consoles at some point or do you think they're going to keep going to. way past lightfall <laughs> i mean that would be weird i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, like, what a good cutoff would be. Yeah. Because anything now is a, would essentially feel like Rise of Iron. But they they, they have to at some point. Ooh, this is just getting interesting. Yeah, I... Uh, and also because of, you know, they told us that the... It will be basically the light and darkness saga they they were saying it also in response to like how the story of um uh lightfall kind of has been extended throughout the seasons right we're learning more about the veil and yeah. everything but they yeah. also told us that with final shape 
at the end of the campaign and the end of the raid, that will be the conclusion of that story. It's not going to be going throughout the year. So is the year just going to be like cleanup seasons? I'm a little bit worried. Like, you know, I'm sure there could be good stories, but I don't know. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so when Final Shape drops and we get the raid, that's going to be it. At least, At least as far the, as the story, the, the main the, culmination of yeah. everything. Yeah. It, from basically from what we got raised to and like all the dogma we've been told from the traveler back in or not the traveler but the speaker back in d1 and working for the traveler like yeah this saga like concludes at the raid that's interesting i know and we may know more on the 22nd also actually there is yeah. um guarding down did a bet on on um you know, obviously they're going to tell us about some stuff about Final Shape, but will they tell us anything about what's coming after Final Shape, after this conclusion of the story? Gator thinks it'll be a 20-second teaser clip of something. Hazel's bet is anything else. So Hazel will probably win. Right. Well, that's <laughs> sorry if I right misunderstood there. that. Sorry if I misunderstood that, but... um. <laughs> Anyways, but it, yeah, I'm excited to really, to in all honesty, I'm excited to find out what's going to happen here because this is really getting strange. Okay, back to this. Sorry, because um, I don't have a lot of time today. Um, what's cool about this? Presage is coming back, and Dead Man's Tale is going to be craftable now with a new trait pool. Yeah. Oh, that's I like. Uh, yeah, like Dead Man's Tale is craftable. Super nice. Yep. And then they're bringing in a bunch of weapons from Season of the Haunted with Presage. Yeah. So, so they're adding in weapons like Bump in the Night, which, Fire Fright, you know. Yeah, as well as the Opulent weapons. As well as the which, Opulence, yep. Which makes sense considering Season of the Haunted was about like the Leviathan coming back. And so like Opulent weapons coming back for that. Like this just makes sense. Yeah, talk about a cool way to go after weapons with Yeah, and and to bring back thing. like Mm-hmm. And to bring back like previous seasonal weapons that people may want, because I mean, I don't know much about like the the seasonal weapons. I don't know like the impact that they made, but opulent weapons are always in high demand. Uh huh. Like they were in high demand. Always in high demand. Yeah. Even before. Yeah. Ostringer even. Like, <laughs> Ostringer. That was, yeah. That's just a super solid hand cannon. If you well, like and hand remember, cannons. And remember, hand cannons are getting a big PVE buff. This coming mm. season too, uh, for minors and majors, they said. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah. So that's a huge selling point for like, I this, I like this. Just yeah. just all of that. I, I just like all of this. They are really promoting this. Um, the next one, Vox Obscura, and also Dead Messenger is now going to be craftable with additional traits. Eh, that one makes a little less sense to me, but fair. All right, cool. Oh, an additional trait. The other one dead was messenger, new right, dead messenger. Yeah, 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 that's the uh, triple wave grenade launcher. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, because dead men's tail and then dead messenger, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's gonna have armor and weapons from season of the risen. So those seasonal things like um, uh, peace of mind, explosive personality. <laughs> <laughs> you, you named the one thing I really remember from that season. <laughs> right. 
well, the thought list, I guess, but I don't know. For some reason, these ones I don't really right. yeah, know as much either. <laughs> like, peace of mind sticks out of my head. The rest of them are just kind of forgettable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Operation Seraph Shield also, which was also a cool mission. And that one is still Revision Zero. It's still craftable. It always was. And seasonal weapons uh, from Season of the Seraph. So um, Disparity, Retrofit. Yeah. I mean, some good ones there. Which again, and, uh, makes I- sense. weapons too. <laughs> which super so, makes sense. Yep. Because <clears throat> again, that's a, that's a... Like Opula and Nykelos were definitely two. They've always been too popular sets of weapons mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of ways you can run it with getting weapon crafting rewards armor rewards and like normal you can get the weapon but to get the catalyst if you do not have it for those weapons is you do have to run the mission on legend still they are also going to have you know all these missions are not coming back as just normal or just legend they're going to have both so yeah. Good stuff there, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. No, like I said, oh, yeah, I'm super down for all those changes. Like, definitely, like, this is, seems like a very impactful way to bring back these exotic missions. Like, uh, to bring back either the things that uh, they were released with or at least associated with. Oh, we have one. We have another kind of big thing to talk about. I forgot um, some oh, no. and armor stuff, but let me do this real quick. They, they're they warning us August 15th. Everyone's going to have to enter their age. They say they're doing that more on the evolving landscape of digital services yeah. legislation around the world, so they're just going to make it even for everyone have to do that. But what is the age, though? I mean, this is T for Teen, so there's not an age limit, um, right? Th- it's just they want to know your age? I think it's more so because of... It's like a you know, YouTube has always had the thing in it, or even Twitch, like in order to be a streamer or someone that can potentially be called content creator as a job, you have to be like at, at least 13, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. I think that that might be falling more in line with that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like maybe just so there's some kind of legislation like attached with it that, you know, they're, they're, they kind of have to like, I don't know, either way, but I don't think it has anything to do with the game. I just think it more just has, I think that's just a forum side like thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got to get to this because there's some really cool things here. And I only read the Warlock one. They gave Uh-oh. this, this was yesterday, season 22 abilities and armor changes preview. Oh, okay. Let me start with the Warlock one. If you want to pull up anything that floats your boat with hunters or Titans, but. Oh my War- God. <laughs> right. Sorry, okay. I, I just read the first thing, and that's kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, hold wow. on. There's yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here. So with the warlock, we'll start with astrocyte verse. We think, yeah, mm-hmm. who cares? Whatever. But it, this is going to be amazing in PVE now because enemies near you when you blink become volatile. Additionally, when you're using the Nova Warp Super, the dark blink <laughs> energy no longer consumes super energy. <laughs> they really want okay i don't know if this is still gonna put nova warp on the map but they're trying <laughs> right like trying. ever since they made it fair you know a little more fair and balanced uh yeah Nova warp kind of fell off but my god we'll see, we'll see. this this i will definitely give this a try <laughs> that's terrifying to think about at least 
Geomag Stabilizer is making this really good. Uh, you know, we've heard the calls to restore the perk, which lets you top off super while sprinting. Uh, instead, we want to give players a way to get more super energy no matter how charged their super is. So now picking up Ionic Traces while wearing it will give you additional super energy. So I feel this, like, yeah, that works. That works. And I don't know, I, I'm not expecting it to be super busted, but I could expect this could be a really hot exotic yeah. to run that, yeah. hey, you know, you'll get your you'll get your super back very quickly if you run this one. I mean, just look at starter starter scales for hunters that yeah. essentially did the same thing where your orbs gave you more super. Yeah. Like even for supers that didn't work well with star eaters, hunters would wear star eaters just for the super gain benefit. So I mean that mm -hmm. alone I feel like will be enough to like put Geomags in A spot. Maybe not in V spot, but A spot yeah, at least. A spot. Okay, get this. Wings of Sacred Dawn. Um, learn, leaning into the orbital weapons platform fantasy. Oh, Jesus. We wanted to help players have a way to stay aloft longer, especially mm. in PvE. Typically, reloading was the main cause for a float to end. This exotic now automatically reloads with solar weapons, but still, including the weapon you are holding oh, from Jesus. reserves each time you get a kill while aiming down sights. And, 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 and try wink, this wink. with Xenophage. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, wait, like it okay. does have to be a kill, right? Okay, yes, yeah, kill. Okay, good, 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 good. Like yeah. that could be busted for boss damage <laughs> if it was it just could, damage. <laughs> but still, the, you know, exactly try this with Xenophage. I mean, so <laughs> this is building more closer to like I remember when I was playing Anthem. <laughs> And they had the one class right. where you could be in the air. And I think that it even was true there, too. Like, you wouldn't stay in the air forever, but I think there was something yeah. if you were getting kills or something, you would be in the air longer. I think. Yeah, I think that, I think there was definitely one of the armors in the beta demo, whatever it was, that had, like, a, its specialty was being airborne. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yes, I, I, would, I would lean to agree with you. Yeah, this could be... A really fun one to try when I'm in my Solar Warlock build, where if I don't need to run the Luna Faction because of like yeah. raid DPS stuff, this could be a good just uh, I mean, neutral game like to run with solar yeah. weapons. I mean, it's it's Warlock Armamentarium. Yeah. No, 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 not an, uh, Actium Warwick. There we go. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of knew what you meant, but yeah, just got the wrong name. <laughs> All right, this one, Winter's Gal, real quick. Due to the nature of the Stasis Warlock's melee ability, the Exotic was previously a disappointing choice for that subclass. We've added a new perk to this one, especially for when you are playing your Stasis subclass. Now combatants encased by your Penumbra Blast melee will automatically shatter after a short delay. Oh, oh that's so good. Yeah, I can't imagine that as much. I mean, I, can, I know what they're saying, but I can't imagine how good this will be yet until I I mean, it. okay, it's not going to be super good, but at the very least, Warlock Stasis will have a easier way to shatter enemies, considering it'll happen automatically. Because um, I think that was just the Warlock's kind of like main. It was, yeah. A pain point for Stasis because both Titans and Hunters have ways to shatter, but a Warlock's main shatter capability was in their super. Mm -hmm. So I mean, giving yeah. them another potential avenue for shatter. Is a per sounds like okay. I'm not gonna say is, but it does sound like a pretty nice like quality of life thing for stasis. 
Yeah. All right. What do we want to go back and talk about at all with hunters? Hunters. We're playing hunters. All or right. we're not playing hunters, but we're talking hunters because again, this first one is absolutely nuts. I haven't even read the second one. Knucklehead radar. So basically, everything that the foe tracer did, Knucklehead radar will do what it used to do and what foe tracer does, just all the time. Okay. Which makes sense. Because I always felt like I've always felt weird. Like they've always felt similar. So having them both exist in a play space has just felt weird. So foe tracer, let's let let's discover what what they're doing to foe tracer since it's being folded into yeah. knucklehead radar. Um. Let's see, we took some cues from the popular monochromatic maestro artifact perk. Uh, when you deal damage with one of your abilities, you gain a damage bonus with weapons that have damage types matching your subclass damage type. Okay. Yeah. Uh, additionally, when you defeat an enemy, you've damaged with one of your abilities, either with another ability or a weapon with a damage type matching. Okay. You will spawn one of the collectible objects associated with your subclass. <laughs> Just run Knucklehead, then. <laughs> yes. Good. I was thinking that. I didn't know if I was missing something, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't even read what they changed with foe trace. I mean, there's probably going to be uses, purely mm-hmm. PVE uses for foe tracer, purely. Yeah. But yeah, just run knucklehead. <laughs> I mean, it's. I do like the fact that they combined both of them into one. But there's definitely just a better choice if you're running PvP for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foe Tracer, again, might have fringe uses, but... Uh, uh, let's see, Lucky Raspberry, this is it was a little too unreliable. Uh, it will still expand the chaining aspects of Arc Bolt Grenades, which is nice. Uh, but now instead of basing the... Instead of basing the grenade energy gains on those chains, each time you damage an enemy with the lightning strikes from the jolted condition... As well as each time you pick up an ionic trace, you gain additional grenade energy. Jesus. It's almost... Speaking of, like, other exotics for... This almost sounds like the uh, Sun Bracers for Warlocks. Mm -hmm. Grenades for days. Yep. And... Oh, and it will also have the intrinsic ability to stun overload champions with your grenade. That's good. I mean, it's a small thing, but... <laughs> yeah. And then Renewal Grasps. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all Renewal Grasps will do extra is undo the <laughs> cooldown nerf to Duskfield Grenade. So, so okay. if you like Duskfield Grenades, use Renewal Grasp. All right. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, I guess. Oh my God! Why does ACD zero feedback fence have like almost a paragraph? I know. Is anyone going to be using that? Maybe they're trying to get that one. Also, having these three or four Titan exotics like grant escalating bonus damage per mm-hmm. whatever subclass it helps is super nice. I, I do like those changes, like Doomfang's, you know, doing its thing and granting escalating void damage, and because all these are pretty solid, 
but definitely felt uh, I know for Doomfang and Eternal Warrior they kind of felt like they needed just a little more and this might do that so that's very nice yeah leaning more into this um, different sliding scale of abilities like up to tier 4 damage bonus I mean yeah okay and they don't even tell us what Hollow Fire Heart is doing uh, just the fact that it's going to do something with sunspots. Mm. Yeah. We've removed its base energy to solar abilities and replaced it with a perk that will let you build more into sunspots. And that's like really all they're saying about that. I'm curious to see what that does because sunspots can be terrifying. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, uh, I, I, I can't be bothered to read about the feedback fences. I'm sorry, Titans. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some other stuff we're going to have to skim through, too. But uh, basically, abilities previews. They want to reduce the uptime of barricade abilities, especially in PvP. Sure. They want to reduce the potency of Striker Titan in high level PvP. Okay. Both in the neutral game and when supers come up. They want to correct the one-size-fits-all nature of suspend. Oh, yeah, the, there was the big... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw about that in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rebalance our strand fragment suite to bring some up some underperforming options. So, okay, barricades basically till DR. Hopefully I can skip some of that. Base cooldown for the towering barricade. Base cooldown increased from 48 to 70 seconds. Okay. Which I'm wanting to say it was at at one point in time before they're like, you know what, let's give them more towering barricades. Yeah, but, I yeah. would I would not know since I don't tie. And then all barricades, maximum health reduced from 600 to 500. But damage Pretty resistance nice. versus PvE combatants increased to compensate. So yeah, so it'll block a few less shots in PvP, mm -hmm. but shouldn't be felt in PvE. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, like 20-some damage, I guess? Is, ah, it's been too long since I've looked at these numbers, but yeah, about 20 or 30 damage is kind of common in PvP, so you're looking at like 3 to 4 shots less that it's going to take to break down a barricade. Which, mm -hmm. kind of nice. Um, Thunder Crash, you know, I, I didn't read the whole thing, but if I'm just looking at the TLDR, it doesn't seem like that big of a nerf, but they increased the base cooldown from 500 seconds to 555 seconds. Um, and they say that matches the majority of their roaming supers, but, okay, if it was yeah, already 500 I mean, seconds, is another 50 seconds going to make a huge difference? <laughs> uh, spoiler for a super, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, if this... Was anything else like adding fifty seconds to? I'd probably say you know it's definitely a yes, but a super that's this fractional. That's what roughly just ten percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Actually, it might be just a little over, but screw it. I'm sure. Aspect. Yeah, I'm sure Titans are maybe upset about some of these PVE PVP things because also knockout reduced damage bonus versus players from fifty to thirty. Another little nerf there. Yeah. That will be felt. That will be felt. I can see people complaining about that one. Yeah. Okay, Strand, Strand, Strand. Now, the suspend stuff, I mean, okay, backing up, 
I agree that when I saw how useful suspend was and you could even suspend champions, I was like, oh, are they going to keep this going? But they did yeah. keep it going for quite a while. I'm kind of now they didn't totally remove it. I'll get to that in a second, but I'm kind of surprised they're finally touching it now versus not earlier. But whatever. <laughs> they're telling us that suspend it was is currently a skeleton key that solves combat problems against all combat types. Duh, yes. Its current duration heavily steps on the toes of stasis series. Duh, yes. Which we want to keep as the highest potency disable in the sandbox. Oh, that's sad. Sure. Well, I guess I get it. And the uptime of suspending atoms doesn't allow for meaningful player decision making when choosing when and where to place a hard disable. Okay, that's fair too. Because at first when I read that and didn't read the details below, I'm like, okay, they're just probably getting rid of being able to suspend champions altogether. No, but they do make it a lot less. So here's all the information. Um, uh, reduce base suspend duration versus non-champion PvE combatants from 8 seconds to 5. Okay, that won't be isn't too, too, bad. too painful. Nope. Threat of continuity now extends this duration to 7, where it was 12 before. That'll be a little more noticeable, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Reduced base suspend duration versus champion combatants from 8 seconds down to 3. Um, this is fine. I think... Yeah. This is way better than them saying no to champions because, come on, yeah. if you're if you're playing this right, especially in a GM, you need to team shoot the champion immediately after you suspend yeah. them, anyways. So if you're not doing that within three seconds, you know, shame on you, anyways. So, and to be fair, like I guess the the times I have tried like GM stuff, like three seconds against a champion can still mean like life or death. It can, yeah. So I mean, it's. I feel like that's fair. Like mm -hmm. I feel like three seconds is fair. Yeah. And what's really interesting is they're increasing snap damage dealt to suspended boss combatants by sixty-seven percent. So they're okay. throwing us a little bone there. All right. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Threat of mind, threat of generation. Uh, do you want to go over those? I mean. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, bunch of words. <laughs> uh, Threadlings, this is nice. They're going to increase PV damage by thirty percent. Nice, sure, that's great. Yeah, um, fantastic. Tangles reduce from fifteen to twelve seconds before you can get one. Nice. Um, PV combatants affected by sever now have their outgoing damage reduced by forty percent versus thirty. Uh, nice. Okay, and then and then Strand. There's a bunch of little aspects that they're um, tweaking, and we do have to remember. Also, we're getting to a couple new Strand fragments, um, or one maybe, or right because each each uh, season this year, and they did tell us we're getting another um, new thing. So we are getting a new set this season, also. Yep. Which so, is yeah. super stoked because yeah, we already got like a bonus set. Of aspects, so this this will have the aspects like outnumbering. Um, yeah, spaces. aspects. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It is aspects, yeah. right? I didn't. Just, I think like, so. Because <laughs> I think that was also like in the gameplay. Because I think I might be confusing aspects and fragments. Either way, 
more stuff to make things do more stuff is always nice. For Let more us stuff. know. We're, we're, yeah, it's we know we can look it up, but uh, let us know where we're wrong or right. <laughs> That's the fun. Is, That's the yeah, fun. you have the opportunity to tell us you're wrong. A lot of this is fun to geek out ahead of time, but then a lot of it too, it's fun to just experience uh, when it comes out and um, put exactly. it all together yourself. Or I get excited seeing the MacDix and the um, uh, the other dude who I follow that does builds. Oh, I feel bad now. I can't. Uh, oh, there's so oh, many plunder the booty. Well. Yeah, oh, I have plunder here. I've seen that. His... Plunder and MacDix. There's so many good ones, of course, but those are the there two are. main ones I follow these days. I can't remember who I was watching for loadouts and stuff. Or let let me actually correct myself on that one. Uh, I don't even remember who Kato would send me the videos of loadouts for. Because uh, I never usually like sought after loadout videos. But I guess Kato knew me enough to just like, check this out. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Okay, I, 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 I can take some of that. This is really interesting. I'm going to put this in the chat. Um, oh, yeah, Link says how Mactix is his main build guy. Um, Keith David's first message is Commander Zavala. Sorry, this is too long, but... I'm still loading. Oh. Oh, my gosh. It's different, but I think he can do the voice... Similar. Cool. So I was just listening to that a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Did the sound come through? I don't think it did through the podcast, uh, did it? No, no, it did not. Okay. Yeah, but I put it in so the chat. This, so yeah. So this is him speaking as Zavala. Well, yes and no. I'm guessing there was okay, and not at the beginning, but then I think he does a little clip, like a very small thing. So. Um, yeah, but either, yeah, that's exactly like the voice I had in my head, though. So, I mean, yeah. if he does anything remotely to that, yeah. I, I think he just needs to speak, like not even put on a voice. Because Lance Reddick, to be fair, did put on something of a voice for Zavala. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if he just speaks, I'm okay with that. Because it's definitely similar, but different enough. Mm -hmm. But yeah. It'll be good. Well, great. Good timing. I have something that's just showed up at the door, but I don't have to like immediately leave. leave <laughs> but um... Fantastic. <laughs> um, sorry, any other quick things you want to do? And then I want to loop to um, shout outs to patrons again and just kind of that type of stuff. So any other follow-up um, or last minute things on this or anything else you have? Uh, I think we've because um, I wanted to say there was something I might have wanted to talk about, but I can't remember it, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. If you remember by the end, let me know. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks again for giving us support over the years and whatnot. And I occasionally will give shout-outs to the patrons that we have, and I wanted to do that again. It's been a hot minute. So let me pull up the um, patron channel here, which, by the way, if you would love to help us out um, – I certainly don't mind paying for all the bots and services and hosting that we have, but we have great patrons that have offered to help out. And our patron is only $5 a month. You can decide to offer more if you'd like, but we don't ask for much. And 
you may not get much other than our pure love and appreciation. <laughs> you do get the ability to give fun name changes to at least me, Des, or Sin, and sometimes other people if they are accepting to that. <laughs> and we have a special patron channel called the Patron Lounge in our Discord where we talk about stuff. So I want to give a shout out to Dorath, Magic Mike, All Thumbs, Salt, Cloud Nebula, Fiery Pink Yoda, Grackle, uh, Metal Giles, Mr. Monkey, Philip, still listed as fuck up, PH by the way. <laughs> nice. Yep, and Scoot. So uh, some of the other names we have in there are part of the ambassador team also, but... Um, yeah, shout out to everyone who's joined that. Uh, if I missed anyone, let me know. The The Patreon does a pretty good job these days of auto-bringing people in or out that uh, do offer that. Also, as a reminder, you can review our podcast. We don't care if you do or don't. I mean, it's nice. I would like you to, even if it's not five stars, because it can help us be found. Uh, a lot of people find us pretty easily these days anyways, because... Um, of analytics and being around for a while and even though you know we're part of the smaller community group of podcasts if you're around it, long enough people will find if you just do a search for Destiny 2 podcasts you know we'll be somewhere on the list not down at the very very bottom by any means but if you want to review us feel free that can help us out still and you may ask what's the best way to do that well there's an easy link on every episode on how to review us just click there and that can take you to Apple Podcast Reviews, or you can even review on other platforms if you prefer not to do so there. And last, which we'll give the link here at the end, um, please check out our website because any of this above information, if you forget, just go to theguardianhub.com, give that link again here at the end, but it can give you information on um, different ways to listen to our podcast, how to join our clan, uh, information about the hosts, how to join our Discord. That's one other thing I'd like to mention. I know there's still some people that haven't joined the Discord that listen to this podcast because I believe uh, some people have joined the Raid Race that I didn't even know about, and maybe they heard about this through the podcast. And just join the Discord. It's not, if you don't know what it is, if you're not sure, it's not this weird chat board where we're like requiring you to say all this stuff or certain amount of participation or this or that it's just a cool chill thing that you can come in and say hi to us we can talk to you you can then lurk as much as you want you can see mm -hmm. what fun conversations we're having and then give your own input if you want right i mean no one's Indeed. forcing you speak only when you feel it is necessary but we would love to like have you in there indeed like just a, a presence um because again as I tend to say, like, I'm a huge lurker. Like, there, there'll be days where I just don't post anything. Um, <laughs> but no, so yeah, I, like, I understand, like, the lurker mentality and, like, just being there and at least just reading things. But, uh, but no, it, it, there can be, like, fantastic, like, conversation and such um, that, who knows, you could chime in on. So, yeah, definitely join definitely. up. Yeah. All right, Des, where can people find you, good sir? As we well, close out the joke this is, evening, the joke is dead. As uh, as Twitter itself might be dying. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but no, you can find me, of course, in the discords. 
uh, a few of them. Uh, speaking of sister podcast, um, but yeah, I am there. I am something. I'm still currently Desrac because it's a bunch of pansies not wanting to change my name. But yeah, mm. game site. The call out, yeah. <laughs> yes, you can find me as Kingsley Mac all the places, and you can find our show many places too along with also another website called destinypodcasts.com which there you can find other podcasts in our network of the Al Sector Alliance. There's five of us in that group. And then you can find all the other Destiny podcasts that are even not in the Alliance. And you may be surprised what you can find. There's still several Destiny podcasts out there. But more importantly, please check out our website to find out all the information about us at theguardianhub.com the best hub on the net thank you des thank you sin oh he's not here (laughs) (laughs) and uh thank you kingsley i guess (laughs) thank you kingsley you're welcome and we will catch you all again next week have a good one later later